Welcome to MLB.com Extras Blue Jays edition. I'm Britt Giroli, here with BlueJays.com reporter, Gregor Chisholm. Gregor, how are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. And big news, obviously, in Toronto, finally having manager. I know you spent some time yesterday with the, the new Toronto skipper, Charlie Montoyo. Tell us about, tell us about that. What were your uh, early impressions of him? Yeah, you know what? In, in some ways, he he actually reminds me a little bit of John Gibbons. Actually, I mean, the the personalities are a little bit similar in, in that they're both they're both very personable guys. Uh, both paid their dues, kind of coming up through the minor leagues, and um, both were really kind of surprise candidates at the start of their managerial careers. I mean, Montoya wasn't really on the public radar um, as much as some guys like Rocco Baldelli and, and Joe Espada. Uh, but the Blue Jays really liked what he had to say in, in his interviews, uh, not only about how he was going to manage the 25-man roster, but how he develops a lot of his younger talent as well. And uh, that's something that um, he really showcased throughout his time with the Rays, um, you know, a, a career that spanned more than two decades with that organization. Um, you know, this is, this is an opportunity that I don't think he ever thought he was actually going to get, um, but it's a testament to – to what other people were saying about him from around the league. And it's a testament to what the Blue Jays heard from him himself um, during the the phone interviews and and the early stages of this process. And then uh, him coming to Toronto. I mean, it it was a bit of a dark horse candidate who who ended up uh, becoming the manager for this baseball team. He's old school and new school, right, Gregor? I mean, he's got that analytics background, but he's also got, like you mentioned, some similarities to a, a you know, a givens to those old school throwback guys. How can you kind of take us through his background a little more and, and how rare is that kind of a candidate? I guess. Yeah. You know, that, that was a lot of the questions at the, at the press conference earlier this week. were really kind of diving in deep on, on the analytics side, because that was something that the blue Jays were known um, to be after. Um, and it, it's also something that the Rays have been known for the last couple of years with their aggressive shifts um, with their unique use of, of starting bullpen games. Um, you know, they started to do a lot of things that before they became in the, in the mainstream vocabulary of baseball, the Rays kind of started doing a little bit before. And so, uh, you know, that, that kind of makes, that leads you to believe that Montoya obviously is uh, kind of an analytically inclined manager. But then you also look at his resume and his background, and you see this is a guy who's got 18 years experience coaching in the minor leagues. Well, you can't just be strictly an analytics guy. Um, if you have that type of background that, that goes that stretches that far back uh, in, in baseball, I mean, it, this is kind of a new development for the most part around baseball. And so you're, you're seeing a traditional background and then you're also seeing a new age kind of approach. And so that's exactly what he said during that news conference. He, he, he described himself as a blend. And, you know, the way I see it, he's not really new school. He's, he's not really old school. He's kind of a hybrid between the two. And I, I think ultimately that's what the Blue, Blue Jays were looking for here because they, they didn't want to get away from. Uh, the traditional coaching uh, entirely, even though they were looking for a fresh face, uh, they wanted an, an experienced voice in there as well. And Montoya provides that. But at the same time, I think he's going to go a little bit deeper than what than what Gibbons did during his time in Toronto. I mean, you're, I think you're going to start seeing guys in the field with index cards in terms of just knowing exactly where they should be on the field. I think you're going to see some changes in terms of the use of matchups and platoons and uh, and, you know, the one thing we don't know yet is, is exactly whether or not they're going to carry over that opener strategy from Tampa Bay to Toronto. I mean, this is a Blue Jays team uh, that needs two or three starters this offseason. 
Um, perhaps there's an avenue now where, where they only go after two and, and maybe there's a regular bullpen day guy. That's something Montoya didn't really get into too much in, in his opening. Um, something he's going to, he's going to allow uh, them to decide over the, the next coming months. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see some unique uh, kind of approaches for this team next year. 18 years in the minor league coaching record. I mean, we've heard about success stories with players that kind of, you know, almost quit or thought it was never going to happen. This is an interesting situation with a, a manager, right? In this day and age, it just doesn't happen that guys spend time in the minor leagues for that long and get promoted under this new wave. Yeah, no, it really is. And, and he, he told a story uh, about Jim Leland um, from from a number of years ago uh, when Jim Leland had some success. And it was after one of his big games. I can't remember exactly which one, but he turned to the camera and basically said, you know, to all those guys down in the instructional league right now, uh, kind of use me as motivation to, to show that, you know, to, to stick it out and, and show that you can actually do this and make it. And, and Montoyo took it took a second during his news conference to, to kind of pay it forward in a similar regard because that that Leland that message from Leland back in the day really meant a lot to him and so he took a, he took a moment during that press conference to, to, to speak to the people in the instructional league and the lower levels and the minors as well uh, to keep kind of grinding through because because it can happen and you know the, the one thing I think he, he probably um, you know hit a little bit in that press conference uh, he denied it to a certain extent but I I, I can't help but assume that he would have been feeling some sort of pressure. I mean, this is a guy who's 53 years old. Uh, you know, as we've talked about, two decades in the minor leagues. Uh, you know, he had to have he had to have been wondering whether or not he was ever going to get this kind of opportunity because you're looking around the game right now. Uh, David Bell, Rocco Baldelli, Alex Cora last year. There's all kinds of people out there who are getting these manager jobs. Uh, without ever having actually been a manager uh, in a dugout before. And, and that's a new trend around baseball. And it hurts guys uh, with, with resumes like uh, Montoyo. Uh, but clearly it, it didn't hurt him here in this situation in Toronto. Uh, and it's certainly, if, if you're a fan of the Blue Jays or just kind of a fan of human interest stories in general, um, you have to be pretty happy for the guy because it really is that type of Cinderella story. Yeah, what a great, great story. Uh, interesting to see. How he does in his first year, I'm sure Blue Jays fans are as well. But um, switching to kind of on-field stuff, on-field personnel, Gregor, a couple team options, Smoke and Solarte, how does that shape that roster going forward? Yeah, I mean, you're getting Justin Smoke back on, on a team option at $8 million. It just makes a lot of sense for this team. I, I mean, Rowdy Tellez uh, came up in September last year, one of the Blue Jays' prospects, and, and really put a nice month together. Uh, but at the same time, if I tell as a little bit more time, you increase the depth in your organization. Uh, and even though Smoke didn't have the year last year that he had uh, the previous season, it was still a, it was still a pretty imp- relatively good year for him. And he was still the best hitter on the in the Jays lineup, basically from start to finish. And so, still some value there. Uh, he'll be back, and he'll still be a big part of the the heart of that lineup. Uh, and then Solarte is really kind of just a victim to a certain extent of the numbers game. I mean, the Jays just have too many infielders where they just don't have room for him anymore. I mean, Brandon Drury getting picked up in the J-Hap deal uh, last July uh, made him, made Solarte even more redundant than he was before. And, and then you look around the rest of that infield, you got Aledmus Diaz, Lourdes Gurriel, um, Devin Travis. 
Um, you got Vladimir Guerrero coming up at the uh, at the end of April, uh, and, and all those guys are for three spots at second base, shortstop, and third base. And so uh, there's just not enough roster spots to justify bringing back uh, Solarte at 5.5 million. And you know he got off to a, a good start in 2017. Uh, he was an early fan favorite for what he did in, in April, but his production after that really dropped off. And um, you know I just don't think he's the type of skill set that this team right, needs right now. And if they can use that 5.5 $5 million to to address the pitching staff then uh, that's what they're going to do and, and unless something surprising happens here in the next 48 hours where the Blue Jays get an unexpected trade offer for Solarte uh, I would simply expect that to, to be declined and, and then both sides will move on Alright well Gregor thanks for joining us here thanks for the insight into new Blue Jays manager Charlie Montoyo that's Gregor Chisholm I'm Britt Giroli signing off on the latest edition of MLB.com Extras, Blue Jays edition.